Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Good evening, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. And tonight we have a topic that is actually not sex-related. I don't know what happened. Uh, I think maybe I slipped on a pebble and something occurred. Tonight I thought I'd talk about love. So many people choose relationships and they call it love. And, you know, people also claim to have a lot of pleasure in love. And I like to, like, question, what is that anyway? Like, what is this thing called love? And it's such an undefinable energy. Um, so it's really funny, though, that we've tried for millennia to put words onto this undefinable energy, um, but we also try and make it something that maybe that it's not, too. So I just had this, like, fascinating conversation with myself last week, and then uh, I had to bounce it off some friends' heads just because I thought, am I nuts or is this possible? And one of the things that, I've come to become aware of, actually, um, a friend of mine, not going to name names, a friend friend of mine, um, sometimes when, uh, you know, might be doing some work together on emotional stuff, she sometimes says uh, something about having a deep desire to feel loved. And I'll be like, giving her the old thing that you hear in every New Age book ever that's you got to love yourself first before you can feel love and before you can love somebody else. And even when I say it to her, I'm like, hmm, there's something off there. And usually she'll want to rip me a new throat hole. And then we both go, okay, so stop. And and she'll actually give me, um, she'll, she'll give me lines like, she'll say, and don't tell me to love myself first. Yes, I know you heard me doing my imitation of you. Isn't it fabulous? <laughs> so, and I get it. I get it that it's annoying to be told, um, go love yourself first. Go love yourself first. What does that even mean? So I know that there's more than one of you out there who have been told by one or more people in your life, in order to love other people, you have to love you first. Hmm. That's fascinating. Well, we look at the grander scheme of things and we look at the big picture. Some people define it as um, God. Let's look at that picture. The picture of God. God is love, they say. God is this uh, extreme vibration that some people refer to as love. And there is a saying, God is love. And if we look at that, in essence, and we hear that God loves us, then love loves us, essentially. But if God loves us primarily, then if God loves us primarily, then what is it that we either are 
so it's kind of like, okay, let me get my brain. I have like five million thoughts running right now. And one of the thoughts is mostly to do with how we really have never um, understood how to receive love, and we've never really understood what love is. And if we don't understand those things, how on earth can we love ourselves? Even though we've been told that God loves us, so there's a primary love being given at some point, according to that theory, that a love is coming at us. And all we got to do is receive it. And then at that point, are we loving ourselves? Well, some people also believe that we are God. So if we are God, and, we, and yet at the same time we are ourselves, we are God and we love ourselves uh, because we are God and God loves us, then we love ourselves automatically because that's set into motion. That's another way to look at it. And then I'm looking at this going, okay, let's just get pragmatic about it. Let's look at it as some people don't believe in God. Some people don't believe um, in anything. And that's cool. So I'm looking at that as well. I'm looking at it from the perspective of if you in your life have never felt love, don't even believe in love, don't even know what love is, how can you receive it? How can you feel it? How can you know what that is to experience it? And love is an interesting uh, thing in itself. When you look at definitions of love, love itself is got uh, a very... Um, experiential definition. So the word love is mostly defined as an intense feeling of deep affection. It's mostly what people feel. That's how we regard love. It's what you feel. So what you feel for love would be different than what I feel for love. So how do we know? What is that vibration? I mean, have we measured it? Have we sat around and measured um, when I say I love someone, have we sat around and measured what that energy is? Have you sat around in a nursery in a hospital at the moment that a baby is born and assume, we have to assume that every mother loves its child, even though that's not necessarily true, uh, that you look at your baby, your first, you know, firstborn, secondborn, tenthborn baby, and there's a look in the mother's eyes, and that is the look of love, or so we're told. So if we took that and we took that frequency and we tried to measure it and then we took that frequency and we tried to mimic it or we tried to evaluate that or compare it to other frequencies coming off of people. So, for example, you get in a relationship and there is a frequency coming off of a person and we pick up frequencies all the time. And there's a frequency coming off of them, and they tell you that they love you, but you're like, wait a minute, that frequency doesn't match the frequency that I felt in the hospital when my mama looked at me for the very first time as a babe. When she looked at me and said, I love you in the hospital, although honestly I don't think my mom did, because I don't know if my mom's ever said I love you to me if I look back on it, so I, I don't even know if maybe once. I think she said it to me once when I was 17, and that's not to feel sorry for me, that's just who my mom is. But um, there's a frequency that comes off that's love. So how do we compare that? Because that's what we do. Our brains are calculating like mechanisms, and they're always comparing and contrasting things and trying to figure out what equals what and, and how do we make things come together and what's congruent with that word love. So somebody says it to you and when you're a baby or looks at you and there's this energy and you know everybody in the room defines it as love so there's this energy being projected at you 
about this is what love is. Your mom looking at you is what love is. Your father holding you is what love is. Um, even though for you, you're experiencing many different um, sensations. I mean, you're just floating around the womb for like the last 40 weeks maybe, maybe more, maybe less. You are floating around this environment, lots of lots of different vibrations coming at you. Sounds sound different in the womb than they sound out of the womb. So it's a very different uh, energy that you're sensing inside the womb too. It's being distorted by by the water. It's being distorted by a few things. It's going to be different. And then you come out, and one of the first energies that come at you is what people say is love. Right. So now we have this energy coming at us. But you know what? Your mom might have been in labor for like 72 hours. She might have been stressed. She might be on drugs. She might be uh, tired, exhausted, or hungry. She might be angry. Um, you know, she might be really angry that she's having a baby. She might be excited. There's a lot of emotion that can occur. Um, she might be in the middle of, um, you know, hemorrhaging or something. So the first emotion that's maybe coming out is maybe not love, but that's the first first thing that we have that comes at us after we come out of the womb. And, you know, what we're basically told by people is that this, that your mother loves you, that you're lovable, blah, blah, blah. But the very first energy we experience could be anything but a very, you know, anything but what maybe people would like to call love. It could be in this intensity of something that's um, completely scary. And then forevermore, for us, when we associate love, we associate with whatever that scary energy is. So it's like a first trauma almost for us. You know, coming out of the womb can be traumatic for most people. So we're coming out and we have this energy coming at us and we're like, oh, so this is what love is. So love is trauma, love is pain, love is uh, somebody practically dying for us, somebody um, looking at us with disgust and with uh, heartache and with exhaustion and, oh, that's what love is. So when other people later on in our lives define love to us or they say, I love you, and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, you look exhausted, you look in pain. Um, so... So there might be um there might be some confusion going on as to what love would be. Now, we have other things that we talk about too. We have kindness and caring and actually today there was a really great show on the network um from a program called Dancing Your Life and she talked about kindness and caring a lot. And so you can always listen to her show to listen to that, but but I think what we're truly asking for when we're asking to be loved is to, and not everybody, so I can't define this for everybody. Everybody has their own sense of what love is. Um, there's a book called The Five Languages of Love. The Greeks had four meanings of the word love. We have such little understanding of love that we try to compartmentalize it to understand it. Uh, we don't actually understand squat about love. We don't even know what it is, and we've actually just made up a word for it. In pretty much every language, there's a word for love that I'm aware of. Um, I don't know of any languages that don't have that, but I didn't do a, enough research to to kind of find that out. Maybe Klingon doesn't have a word for love, but there might be some other languages that don't as well. So this is a uh, an energy that we're 
um, using, a word that we're using to define something that we don't even know what it is. We know what an apple is because we have this object that we can look at, that we can define, we can name and call apple. Um, we can't really look at love, define it, and explain it and say what it is because it's different to everybody. So when somebody says, go love yourself, how do, it, how do you do that when you have no clue what that means? When maybe to you it meant, oh, go look at yourself with disgust because that was the first energy that came at you when you were born. And so for you, that first energy has always meant love is disgust. Awesome. And you may never receive anything beyond that. You know, if that's the if that's been your defining moment and that's been how you associate it, you may never actually feel something different. So, so what do you do? So, what do you do when somebody says, "Go love yourself"? You need to go and love yourself. Go hug yourself. Go talk to your inner child. Um, all really cute and all really great. And I spend a lot of time having conversations with my inner child growing, growing up growing up, and I'm still not quite a grown-up, but as I've been growing up, uh, every once in a while, you know, those things are like having conversations with your inner child or your inner grandma or anybody, <laughs> just that there's some other part of you that you are trying to connect with so that you have a sense of communion, so you don't have a sense of separation, so you're like, oh, how can I feel loved? So you look to your inner child and you're like, okay, well, I can love you like I never had loved before. Well, that's interesting. Again, what does love mean to you? How do you love yourself when you don't even know what that means to you? So one of the things I would you know, offer you up is to sit down with that whole concept of what is love, especially if you've been in a relationship. Maybe the relationship has been abusive, uh, whether it's, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, you could still be in an abusive relationship. So if you've been in an abusive relationship and the person's repeatedly abused you and then said, I love you, you will identify love with abuse. Um, because what you're really looking for is actually just a sense of um, maybe being looked after or maybe a sense of something that's uh, comforting or and maybe you know rep- repetitive abuse there is a strange sense of comfort that comes with repetitive abuse. You can predict it, so there's a strange comfort that comes with it. That I'm only speaking from from experience, but um, maybe other people have had that too. So when love is uh, so elusive, how do you go love yourself? Well, I think we're going to try and play with that conversation uh, lots more in this show, in this episode today, because really the whole concept confuses me. So... Welcome to the Pleasure Zone, everyone, where we're having conversations with myself and with you, with what is love and how do you love yourself. And uh, yeah, so we'll return right after this commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your 
yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. And you're in the right place if you're looking for something crazy right now, because, hey, why not? When the world gets crazy, we get crazy with the world, and we start looking at things, and we start questioning things, and I've been questioning things a lot. So my one thing that I was questioning recently was self-love. What the heck is it? Is it real? How do you have it? What do you do? What does it mean? Do you be it? Do you just live with it? According to my husband, he's just born with it. So he's special because he's involved, but the rest of us might be slow. So we're looking at, and maybe he had a mama who actually looked at him with love in her eyes when he was born, and there was no, like, fear or anger or whatever. So he might have had a different experience than the rest of us, um, which is cool. And so for those of us who um, actually have never really understood love, which is, kind of interesting. I, I did have this conversation with my mom about self-love, um, and she was in agreement with me about what the hell is love anyways, which is funny, right? So I have a mother who doesn't understand love either. So <laughs> what does it mean? Um, and love, uh, in the definition of love according to the dictionary, is love is a feeling. So we're not love as a feeling, right? We're not even defining love as an energy, as as the highest vibration energy. That's not how we define it on this planet. We define it on this planet as a feeling. And so when I was talking earlier on the break about, you know, if you've been in an abusive relationship and the person then, you know, abuses you, smashes you in the face or verbally abuses you or violates you or whatever, and then they turn around and tell you that they love you, well, a lot of what might be going on might actually be a lot of confusion in your head because here you are, you know, you have these very strong feelings for this person. Very strong feelings might include loathing, anger, fear, you know, there's some strong emotions, but um, those emotions, you know, might actually be not love, but you think they're love because the feelings are so intense 
and every other intense feeling you've ever had in your life might have been identified as love. You know, you might have looked at something as a kid and you felt intense emotion about it and people defined it as fear or they defined it as love. Or and But they, that's other people's definitions of what it is for you because they're aiming it for you. When you're a baby learning language and you're like a toddler toddling around learning language, there's energies that come up for you and the rest of us who are teaching um, language to kids, verbal language, we're defining things for them. That that thing that you're feeling, that's love. Well, maybe not. That thing that you're feeling, oh, maybe that's actually excitement. Oh, that thing that you're feeling? right? So there's a lot of things that could be um, felt, um, but they might not be love. They just might be really strong feelings. I read a really great article, and I have it up on my screen right now. Um, it's from time.com. Uh, written, it was written by a rabbi, Rabbi David Wolpe. And he he was writing about that we are defining love the wrong way. And I was actually kind of excited and surprised to find, um, you know, other people out there realizing, too, that maybe love is uh, confusing for people. Um, not that I felt like I would be the only one that thought that, but it was really cool to find um, more people writing about it. So yay for the Internet that we can find all this information because back in the day when I used to have to go into the library and look up books and go through reference materials, it used to drive me mental, and I was really terrible at it. and It was so slow and daunting and painful. So yay, Internet. So um, those really strong feelings, right? So Dr. Rab- uh, the rabbi, David Wolp, talks about this in his article, and it's a great article, The Meaning of Love, uh, that we're defining love the wrong way. He talks about um, relationships, people who've been in relationships um, that he's worked with, um, that, you know, what they're really saying when they're in an abusive relationship and they say they love somebody or the person loves them, um, and they're like, nobody loves me, is that um, they're just confused with the really strong feelings, and they're really confused because they feel like they can't live without that person. Well, most sociopaths who are abusive will convince you that you can't live without them, also that you're crazy and unstable yourself, so you could definitely not live without them, which um, would lead you to believe that for sure and lead you to believe that love is because you can't live without that person. It's not that you can't, whoever is listening to this. The sociopath can't live without you. They're kind of like a vampire and you're kind of like their blood. So... It's my best definition for a sociopath I think I've ever come up with. So um, that is not in the DSM-4 or 5, but it should be. That's what I know. Um, one of the things that the rabbi mentioned in his article is that love is actually first mentioned in the Bible, but it's not a romantic love. It's parental love. It's a love that when a child is born and you react, uh, it's the parent's reaction to that person uh, the reaction of, I would do anything for this person that was born for the baby, which is interesting because I don't know that that's the parent's first reaction necessarily. I think there's a lot of possible other reactions, but it's the Bible it defines it as love is, I would do anything for, blah, blah, blah. And so if you have that definition of love, that love is when somebody would do anything for you, um, even sacrifice themselves, cut off their own limbs, um, you know, feed 
uh, feed their flesh to you so that you could survive and they would die. Um, if you know being a sacrificial lamb for your child is what's the definition of love, then yes. And actually, the Bible would define Jesus that way too. He was the sacrificial lamb, and it was his sacrifice out of love. He sacrificed, and love is sacrifice that um, he actually got to share love with us so that we could experience something different. Well, it's all very interesting. I think it's because it's coming up to Easter, maybe I'm getting all this like really interesting takes on um, Jesus. But it was kind of thinking about God, the concept of God's love as well. So, yeah, so sacrifice. You know, we've defined it in many different ways. Um, so if, if love is sacrifice for you, then if somebody doesn't sacrifice for you, they don't love you, right? And if somebody, and then, and let's take it one step further, self-love. If you define love as sacrifice, then loving yourself would be sacrificing yourself. So that would actually be giving up you rather than having you. And do you get where that becomes very conflicting and insane? So what is love for you? Is love sacrifice for you? Is love gifting to you? Is love, what is love for you? Is it an action? Is it a feeling? Is it a sensation? Is it an energy? Is it God? Is it only God? Is it the universe? Is it elusive? Is it, does it even exist? So all fun things to play with. And I'm wondering what you guys are aware of. What are you aware of when it comes to love? So what's your definition of love? And you know, it doesn't have to go with the five, um, you know, the the five whatevers of love, the five languages of love, because that's one person's right up on it. And yes, some of us might be identified with that because you can go, oh yeah, this is my love language and my partner's love language is this. And as long as we understand each other's love language, we can give love to each other in the way that we understand love. Okay, well, that's that's also not necessarily love. That's love is an action or feeling, but that doesn't necessarily mean love in the highest frequency, love vibration that is, you know, maybe a, a frequency that we can't even tap into because we haven't felt it for so long, uh, and it's elusive. So what is it? And how do you know you're feeling it? Like, how do you know that in your body what you're feeling is love? Uh, is, or is it excitement? Or is it horny? Or is it hungry? Or is it, you know, satiated? Or is it, you know, how many things can you be feeling at once? I know it's pretty easy to feel at least 10 things in 10 seconds. I can. Um, maybe I'm insane. But I think, you know, a lot of people feel more than one thing at one time. So, uh, you might jumble a whole bunch of things together as a definition of love. So what do you feel in your body when you say to somebody, I love you? Does your heart melt? Do you feel uh, vulnerable? Do you feel uh, like in a gifting mode? Do you feel in a receiving mode? What is it that's going on? What are those chemical reactions? And I know they've done uh, studies on people to see different chemical reactions that occur in the body when people touch or when people say they love each other or when they go on a date or when they meet somebody they find attractive. And those aren't necessarily love. Those are chemical reactions in the body reacting to somebody else. And those are chemical reactions that might have your body go, oh, this is a partner I can mate with. Oh, this is a 
oh, that's a puppy, look how cute. That doesn't mean it's love. It just means you might find something really cute. It might mean that your body wakes up and feels alive. Um, so is that love or is that something else? So I'm really, really curious about how do we love ourselves when we're not even really sure what we're feeling in our body. We haven't really identified for us what it is that's going on that we have concluded love is. And we all have conclusions about what love is. All of us have have a conclusion and a decision that what this is love. And some people have decided they'll never say it because it means so much. Or they'll say it all the time because it they just feel love for everything. Or they'll say it all the time because it means nothing. Or they'll say it all the time and they do it hoping to hear it back. So, and that when they hear it back, then there'll be some reaction in their body. They'll get a feeling. And people will actually say that. You just say you love me, but I don't feel it. So well, that's interesting because the person's saying it. So are they not putting energy behind it? Is it not the same frequency that you're familiar with? So if all the frequencies that you've ever been familiar with that have to do with love are not coming at you from somebody, you'll not believe it when they tell you that they love you. So if, for example, like if I spent you know, years hearing I love you from somebody that was abusive, then hearing I love you from somebody that's not abusive is confusing. What is that energy? It doesn't even make sense. How do you receive it? It's conflicting because it's not the same energy that you felt before. And if nobody ever told you they love you until you're like 30-something because, you know, maybe your family never says it, like my family doesn't say it. So the first people you're hearing love from are maybe people who are who are abusive or whatever. You become very unclear about what that is. So then how do you go in self-love? Self-love would then become abuse, right? It's very big cycle of crazy so how do we break that and how do we change that and how do we become an energy that's actually uh, contributing to our bodies and contributing to others bodies and the planet so more exploration on this crazy crazy thing (laughs) called (laughs) yes it's a giant cycle of crazy i think so (laughs) at least in my brain And, uh, yeah, I'm interested in exploring this topic more. If you are listening and you want to join us in the chat room and have commentaries you'd like to add to this, I'd love to hear it. Uh, You can go to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Join us in the chat room. You can call in. I'm just really curious. This is more of an exploration in my own mind about how do you love yourself when you don't even know what that is. So... You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself 
yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a healer or coach? Have you been craving having sessions and haven't had the time? You know that you can be a greater gift when you look after you. Is now the time? Join a group of beautiful healers and coaches, men and women from around the world at a quaint retreat in Prince Edward County, Ontario, Canada, April 5th through 8th, 2019. Enjoy great food, trades with colleagues, and professionally led group sessions. What would your life be like if you gifted this to you? For more information, contact Milica at www.milicajelinek.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. You've joined me on an interesting evening, right? You've joined me on an evening where I'm actually not talking about sex. Like, what? I don't know that I've had an episode to date where I have not talked specifically somewhere uh, and brought up at least all the genitals, names, and different variations at some point. So this is awkward. And I just had to mention that I haven't mentioned it so that I could have mentioned it. There we go. So before going to break, I had mentioned to uh, the producer and my friend Christine, I said, oh, my God, I feel like this is coming out of my mouth like total chaos. I feel like I'm just like kind of spinning out. And she was reassuring me. She's like, no, no, you're not. You're making good sense. Well, thank God her head spins out too, and she's chaos in the brain and can follow my chaos. Um, and then she had made a great comment that uh, – said you're in the moment of creation and awareness and it's an odd feeling i just had to laugh i'm like it's really funny because if we're talking about love being a feeling i'm like wow well i wonder if this moment of creation and awareness feeling that's so odd is that what love is is that the feeling that i'm looking for is that that elusive feeling that i haven't found what is it i feel high as a kite what's going on so what is love What's love got to do with it? Well, <laughs> what is love, for one? Um, and I think people have been, you know, philosophers throughout the ages have been looking at this concept. and People have written about it. And, you know, there was, was a Browning, I think, wrote a poem, How Do I Love Thee, Let Me Count the Ways. Hmm, but I might have that wrong. I'm not the best with poets and poets' names. And so what is love? Is love that? moment of creation you know when you're let's just bring sex in for fun is it the moment of creation when you are having sex and your bodies feel connected and there's an energy moving and orgasm occurs is that love i get that it's not it's actually orgasm it's different it's 
you know, blood pumping, hormones changing, um, bodies physically reacting. That doesn't necessarily define it as love. You can have an orgasm with somebody you don't even love. Um, I think it just becomes different when you have a sense of connection with somebody. Uh, it is Browning. I was right. It's Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Thank you, darling. So when we're in relationship with somebody and they're like, I love you, you're awesome, I love you, do you ever sit back and go, what does it mean? I, I don't think I'm the only person on the planet who sits back and goes, what do you mean you love me? Like, what does that mean to you? Can you tell me what is that to you? And I know that I've asked people this before, and when I was in relationship, I've no, you know, they're like, I love you. And I'm like, what does that mean to you? I, I want to know what love means to you. And I, I don't, maybe I am the only person who's asked, you know, lovers and partners those questions, but I'm really curious because I hear people have really strong emotions for people, and I don't know if I walk around with those strong emotions 24-7, so for me not feeling them uh, would help me characterize what love is, but maybe I've never felt the super strong feelings either, and maybe my way of expressing what other people call love is something completely different. So if I know what somebody defines love as, for example... If you have a conversation with your lover and you know how they define love, oh, well, love is like when you come home and you like make me supper. That's love. And you're like, oh, okay, so love is doing things for you. Um, then you know how they define love, and in order to show them love, you can do things for them like make them supper. Or, and that's part of the five languages of love concept, right? And if knowing that your partner likes, uh, you know, kind words or loving commentaries about who they are, then lovely commentaries like, oh, you're so wonderful, so beautiful, you turned me on and your buttocks are the finest on the planet. Well, that, too, can be a, a way of expressing love if the person receiving it perceives love that way. So you can only receive love in the way that you define it. You can't receive love in a way that somebody else defines it. If somebody defines love and giving you love as, um, you know, spreading manure for you, but you're like, that's not love for me. Love for me would be telling me how beautiful I am. Um, and for some people, telling you that you how beautiful they are is like, yeah, okay, I don't get that. I can't receive it. Um, what is love? So what way do you receive love? That's the question. What way do you receive what you define as love? Yeah, let's go with that. Because if you define love in a certain way, then you are going to receive it that way. Or not, right? Because you have very big clarity on what is that. What is that. And maybe for me, because I don't really understand love, um, it's a really funny and crazy thing to even play with the concept of love yourself when it's like, what is that? I have immense gratitude for myself. I really do. And I have immense gratitude for so many people in my life. And until I really like kind of got that love and gratitude can be very different, 
when I got the, that, and I actually got that from a, a book I read by Gary Douglas. So thank you, Gary Douglas, for that. It was um, it was really cool for me because before that, I really struggled with like love as as a whole, as the whole concept of like somebody telling me that and then being abusive. And I'm like, okay, well they really love me, but truly. Um, it was more like they couldn't live without me and they had me convinced I couldn't live without them. Um, really amazing, um, you know, brainwashing manipulation, which was awesome. But when you are with someone and there's this sense of gratitude, you're like, I'm so grateful you're in my life, it becomes very different. It was actually a really interesting conversation. My husband's now left the room about four minutes ago. It's about the longest he's ever stayed for an episode. Um, I could see he was listening, <laughs> but he left the room about a few minutes ago. And uh, before my show, I was telling him about my topic, and I could see that he was like shocked that I don't understand love. And I said to him, "I'm so grateful for you, but I honestly don't know what the hell love is. Like I really don't." And He's like, what do you mean? Yeah, you do. I'm like, I know I really don't. And so, yeah, I don't know what kind of conversation I'm going to be having after this show, but it's um, it's going to be interesting, I think. So when you're in a partnership, you know, I've been with Mike for six years, and I can say to him I love him um, because um, what I see as love, when I say I love you to somebody is usually when I see in them something that's so adorable that I just want to squeeze their cheeks. That to me is I love you. And it's like, you're so adorable, I want to pet you like a kitten. That is, uh, that's love for me. <laughs> so when I say that to somebody, that's usually what I'm saying. And I'm like, is it anything beyond that? Do I have like an expectation um, that you're going to go and do something for me? Nope. Do I think that you're going to love me back and think I'm adorable? Nope. I think in some ways my mom gifted me with that, which was um, pretty sweet, a pretty sweet gift on her behalf to be able to give to me the the thing that even when I was a kid and I would would look for love from her because my grandmother was so used to telling me she loved me uh, my grandmother was a master manipulator, so love also meant manipulation. Uh, and my mom didn't do that. My mom didn't manipulate me, so I didn't think my mom loved me. So it was very confusing. Um, my father was a manipulator. He said he loved me. My grandmother said she loved me, and she was a manipulator. And my mom never said she loved me. It wasn't her thing. Um, but she didn't manipulate me either. And she didn't define it, and she didn't um, have expectations uh, we had unspoken expectations in our house, which were that you don't harm others physically and you don't steal. And it was like unspoken rules and you don't invade other people's privacy or their room or their space or their stuff. And she never really had to say it to us. Um, we just knew. Oh, I think because when I was six, I stole something from somebody. It was like lipstick. And after that, it was like I understood no, we don't take things from other people. That's their stuff. That's your stuff. You don't do that. So it's, it was really, really um, interesting because my, my whole definition of love 
was so skewed than to end up in relationships where um, love was neglect, um, love was like brushing you off, like you don't matter. Love became abusive verbally, physically. And so to be in a relationship with somebody who says, I love you, that doesn't abuse me or manipulate me, um, it's kind of like being in a relationship with my mom, which is like confusing. So in a way, I'm like I'm married to my mom. And they're they're both kind of similar personalities. They're kind of stoic. So it's all like really, really fascinating when it comes down to it. Um, and at the same time, my mom was, you know, agreeing with me, saying, like, she doesn't really understand what the hell people mean when they say I love you. Um, for her, it's like if she comes over and brings us dessert, that's her way of saying she loves us. Like, she's willing to spend time with us because she doesn't like spending time with people. So <laughs> she would rather not. She's a hermit. So her way of showing, like, mm, that she uh, enjoys us or enjoys our company, I think would be a way, better way to put it, um, that she enjoys our company is to be around us, which is so very unusual for her. So, wow, well, that was a side note. I don't even know where my hour is going, but it's drifting. So I hope you guys are enjoying this crazy chaos of my brain that I'm trying to get all out um, so that I can maintain my marriage and not have to talk to my husband about this for five hours. So, so yeah, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a healer or coach? Have you been craving having sessions and haven't had the time? You know that you can be a greater gift when you look after you. Is now the time? Join a group of beautiful healers and coaches, men and women from around the world at a quaint retreat in Prince Edward County, Ontario, Canada, April 5th through 8th, 2019. Enjoy great food, trades with colleagues, and professionally led group sessions. What would your life be like if you gifted this to you? For more information, contact Milica at www.milicajelinek.com.
This is the Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. Thanks for sticking that out and playing with me tonight about how do you love yourself? I know you guys were like hoping for a top ten list. Number one, go into the mirror, look at yourself and say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. But guess what? Guess what? Looking in the mirror and going, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. What are you doing? Mirror's a projection. What you're looking at is a projection of you, and what are you projecting? You're projecting all of your thoughts about what love is at you, and now you're going, I love you, I love you, I love you. And some part of you, an unconscious part of you, is going, what the fuck is love? What What is that? I don't even understand that. And then some definitions will pop up in your mind, and then some memories will pop up in your mind, consciously or unconsciously, and then a lot of things will start to unravel and click in and you might even start to become really judgmental of yourself for going oh my god that time that I wasn't kind to myself and blah 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 and oh my god I'm so awful I'm so awful at loving myself I give you permission not to love yourself I give you permission to see how fun it is to look at all the ways people give you love or say that they give you love when they're like I love you and you're like okay what does that mean and be like, tell me what that means to you that you love me. And then see their definitions. And how much fun can you have playing with receiving uh, what everybody's definition is of love for you? You know, some people's definition of love for you might be giving you money or giving you their time or giving you stuff or compliments or whatever. Um, it might be just sitting with you and vibing out love. And cool. I think it would be a really fun thing to do to just get what the heck is love and start to receive an energy that you might define as love or that you've never defined as love but other people have um, to get familiar with that. And then as you go into the world and you start to receive from more people, you can maybe start to feel um, more and more like a sense of love. And the more you have all these multiple five million definitions of love, you might start get to get to the point where you can actually go, oh, these energies are familiar to me. I've done these energies for me before. Oh, maybe I've actually been doing what people define as self-love all along. But, you know, I was made wrong for how I was loving myself or not loving myself or told, got to go love yourself. But what you were doing the whole time was loving yourself because the love that you ever knew was abusing yourself because people always told you they loved you and then abused you, so then how could you not go out and abuse yourself and go, but I am loving myself. Cool. And if you know that, then you're like, okay, that way of loving myself doesn't work anymore. I wonder what way I could love myself now. Maybe it's through touch. Cool. And I'm going to love myself through touch. Whoa, what's that like? What's a kind touch for me? Don't even know. What's a loving touch? Don't even know. What is love? And when somebody touches you and they say that they love you, and there's this creep energy, and you're like, Ugh, if that's what love is, cool, interesting. You can either shake it off, receive it, see what the heck that is, 
check that energy and see is that an energy that you would like to add to your your roster of love and give that to yourself or would you like to switch that energy up and go hmm well their their definition of love and touch don't really work for me remember the definition of love in the dictionary does involve feeling so what are you feeling when somebody says something to you what are you feeling when somebody touches you what are you feeling when somebody gives you a thing or compliment you know what are the sensations going on in your body and i'm just curious if you're curious enough to go out on this exploration and check it out and check out if all those feelings of love touch and compliments and all these different things do they feel the same or do they feel different and hmm, are they all congruent with what you would define as love And I truly know, what I truly know is that love is different for every single person. Love has as many meanings as we have people on the planet, if not more meanings. So when somebody tells you to go love yourself, what are you going to do? Well, what if it's just time for exploration and go, cool, I think I have been loving myself all along because love was abuse and love was this and love was manipulation and love was like, we have so many ways that we do that with people. Love is lying to yourself about whatever so yeah pretty crazy thoughts anyway if you guys have any questions about this if you're like wow that woman's on crack and smoking the good stuff i i really wish that uh you know i could be smoking what she's smoking i don't have anything i'm smoking but i can maybe pass on my crazy to you if you'd like to have a private session with me if you'd like to have a chat with me you're more than welcome to contact me through my website at www.milicajelenic.com so that's com. you can find me on different social media platforms like facebook and instagram and twitter and um yeah and at in LinkedIn, I don't know, I'm all over the place. So you can find me on those. You can private message me through my website or through one of the social media platforms. I tend to check those um, regularly. And let me know uh, what you've been thinking about this whole self-love concept. Does it actually work for you? What do you do for so-called self-love? And have you just been following everybody else's definition from every uh, resource book of self-help on the planet? What is true for you? That's really what I'm wondering. Like, what's true for all of us and any of us? And, oh, it's good times. Next week we're going to have an amazing guest, Gaia Morissette, and we're going to be talking about money and sex, and I'm going to have that posted real soon. She's a treat. She's been on before. If you haven't heard her, look her up in my archives and enjoy um, the show with her. She's brilliant, um, sexy, wild woman. So I look forward to that. Until next week, stay tuned in and turned on. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Milica Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.